You're listening to a C3 Victory podcast. To find out more, visit us online at c3victory.org.au. How good is it to get some wisdom from people that have um, been there and done that? And you know what? I really wanted to make sure that we bring out today or brought out in the panel is that... um, None of us are perfect at it, okay? Let that go. Like, none of us have got it all worked out all of the time. You know, I try to be a perfect parent, but I have four children and a husband that live at my house that would say otherwise. Um, So, (laughs) not you? Oh, thanks, babe. Um, And whilst we wanted to get some wisdom from these guys today, you know, the Isaiah 55 says, you know, when you, when you bring in the word of God, it's always going to produce fruit and it's going to prosper everywhere it's sent. So I still want to bring um, a word this morning. We haven't got too long, so I'm sort of going to, you know, push through it a bit quick. Um, so stay with me this morning um, because I just believe that God really wants to... Um, Encourage us as families Um, and the Alive Sundays guys are in and there's all ages in here this morning, um, sort of from that preteen up and whether you've got kids or not um, at the moment um, or whether you, uh, some of you that don't have kids really are like spiritual mums and dads to people, spiritual aunties and uncles and so there's still some value um, in here this morning. So we're going to turn to... um, Ephesians, and we're just going to go stick in Ephesians 6 this morning. Um, and we're going to, would have helped if I'd, you know, put my little special bookmark in the right spot, wouldn't it? Um, we're just going to start straight at the top, you know, um, children obey your parents in the Lord for this is right. Honour your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise. Isn't that amazing? Um so that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy life, long life on earth. And, you know, I used to always think, oh, yeah, that's just to smack the kids around a bit. Uh, oh, good, I'm glad you two came back from the toilets. Uh, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> you know, sometimes it sounds like that verse is just to have a bit of a go. And I've got to say, I'm really blessed that our kids do this quite well most of the time. You know, they're not perfect, just like I'm not. But they, they honour us really well, even just um, just in the small things, you know, when we say, hey, can you unpack the dishwasher? Or, you know, can you help me with this? Even just those little tasks, they, they're pretty good at following through. So, good on you guys, thanks. Um, The Passion Translation says it like this. Children, if you want to be wise, listen to your parents and do what they tell you and the Lord will help you. For the commandment, honour your father and mother, was the first of the Ten Commandments with a promise attached. And listen to this. Listen how they say it. You will prosper and live a long life, a long full life if you honour your parents. And all I could think was the Star Trek uh, Vulcan you know, salute, live long and prosper. And I'm like, that's where it came from. Instead of, you know, high five, they can start. I don't know if I can do it. Like, yeah, they can start, you know, just as a reminder to honour your parents when you're going home. What a good idea. Um, 
They're all just probably over there shaking their heads. That's why I'm not going to look at them. I reckon that Darren put me on this week because he knew that the uh, Alive Sundays weren't going to be on and everything that I say they're going to hold me accountable for when I go home. Um, so I do feel a little bit, you know, a little bit nervous about that, but we'll see how we go. Um, but you know that honouring your father and mother, I know that for me um, that's, that's not just a thing. Um, when you're a kid, that's for all of us. And that's sometimes tougher, I think, as you get older. And, you know, you, um, you, you, it's a different time. You've got your own children. Um, so something just to factor in that, you know, there's not an age really that's exempt from honouring, esteeming, placing value on your parents. Um, so, you know, not all parenting looks like... I'm just going to ditch this down here for now. Not all parents, parenting looks like the sound of music, um, you know, children running through the fields with their matching outfits, singing and laughing happily together. In fact, that rarely happens at our place. But um, there really is some value in this... Um, passage in Ephesians that we can get a whole world of wisdom out of. So it says in verse 4, Fathers, do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. And that's a real key thing for us with, with kids. Um, it's really not just fathers. So hear that as fathers, mothers, parents, anybody I would say that is instructing kids or training up kids. Don't exasperate them. Um, and exasperating is, is, you know, driving them crazy, all right? If you're like, oh, that's a funny word to use, don't drive them crazy. You know, it's, it's tough. Darren loves to drive the kids crazy, but, you know, in a fun, joking kind of a way, as do I. Um, but, you know, it's... This version in the Amplified is really helpful, I think, for this. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger. Do not exasperate them to the point of resentment and demands that are trivial or unreasonable or humiliating or abusive, nor by showing favouritism or indifference to any of them, but bring them up tenderly with loving kindness in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. So there's three quick points that I want to make this morning. Um, number one being position them, okay? Position your children. Their physical space is what I'm talking about, okay? So where do they spend most, of, like a lot of their time? Where are they receiving their input? What opportunities are you giving them? Is all of their spare time that's not at school spent in music lessons and in sports and they're too exhausted to go to youth or whatever else might be happening? Oh, we're too tired for church in the morning. Um, are they going to connect group? Are they having relationships? Are you giving them opportunity to have relationships or hanging out with other like-minded families? super helpful um, to do that. When they say, we've had times where they've sort of said, I feel like doing that. And sometimes, you know, whilst we listen to that, um, and I think there's a real element of knowing your kids, okay, you've got to know, be connected and know your kids and know how they're going to cope with that. Because I'd say for our three boys, they're all 
almost the same age, if not exactly the same age, um, but they're all quite different to each other and they really respond to different things. And that I understand as a parent that's really tricky because sometimes to them that looks like it's unfair. But the reality is some kids, will ha they will handle things differently. So when there's been times where I've had one that sort of said, I don't want to go to youth, I'm not going. And I said, okay, then get off the lounge, let's go. Um, because you're not staying home to play Xbox all night or blah, blah, blah. This is going to be good for you. I just don't feel like it. And having a big sulk in the car. And I ended up saying, you know, when they said, why, why are you making me go? I said, because I just feel like you're not making good choices for yourself today. I think that this is where, this is my job, that I come in and have to make a good choice for you. And when they came home, I said, how was it expecting I was going to get a response? And they were like, it was actually really good. And they were quite grateful that I made them go because they'd had an incredible experience there. Um, so, you know, know your kids and position them, you know, in things that are going to help them and train them up. You know, you you can use other, there's other resources. There's C3 Kids, there's Alive Sundays, there's church on Sundays, there's youth, there's camps, there's conferences. We, um, when the boys were little, and I did get permission to share this story, um, and we would always try and make Presence Conference a priority for our family. And um, when they were little, that was hard. And I was so tired and so desperate to be in the sessions. It was like, God, please, you know, just help me survive. There was three under two. So, you know, it was, it was a tricky time. And um, we would go to conference. And I remember when um, the twins were about, I think, four or five. I think they were sort of just heading into um, school. They'd just started school and... We went, and it's a different experience, Presence Conference, right? It's not um, 20 kids in a room. It's a huge space. There's lots of loud music. It's fun, and it's exciting, and it's engaging. But if you're a kid that's not been to something like that before, that's kind of scary when you're four or five. And even if you've got, you know, your wingmen with you, the built-in family wingmen, uh, it's, it's a hard thing. And I can remember, like it was yesterday, being outside, Darren had gone into the session, I was doing the drop-off with the boys, and, you know, two went in fairly, uh, okay, you know, stick together, guys. You know, that was, that was our advice. Um, and one of them who flat out was just like, I'm not going. And he sat down, Thomas, sat down outside and there's hundreds of people walking past, going to sessions or dropping their kids off and he just flatly was, nah, I'm not going. And I was down on the floor, come on, like, it's going to be great, you're going to have a great time and in my head going, just go into the session, please, like, gosh, it was just killing me and... I remember this went on for probably 15 minutes, 20 minutes, me trying to talk him into it. And at the time, they were into um, trash packs, which are these stupid little disgusting rubber. Yeah, they were terrible things. Who remembers those trash packs? Any of you kids have them? They're like the boy equivalent of Shopkins, I guess, now, aren't they? And um, they're, you know, like buckets of garbage and vomit and whatever else. They were collecting these and... Um, all the boys wanted at the time was the garbage truck that came with them. But, like, that was 30 bucks, right? I'm just like, 
that's not going to happen. That is totally a Christmas present. And I remember just looking him in the eye, in my head going, what is going to get him in there? And all I could think was the trash pack garbage truck. The, the trash pack garbage truck is going to get him in there. And I looked at him and in the eye and, you know, through his little tears of... And I could see they weren't real tears. And I was like, what's it going to take? And he's just gone, what? I said, what's it going to take for you to go in there? And he's like, what do you mean? And I went, if I buy you the trash pack garbage truck, will you go in? All the sessions? Yes, you've got to go to all the sessions for the trash pack garbage truck. And in my head, that 30 bucks is 90 bucks because I can't give it to one and not get one from the other, right? So sometimes it does cost you right? It costs you with a little bit of good old-fashioned bribery, but in the time it felt like financial cost. But in the long run, it has been a spiritual investment. And um, these days we have all four kids begging us to stay till the final session, making sure that we have, you know, booked in for next year because they love to go and they get so much out of it for themselves. So while they're young, that's tough. And it may require a little bit of bribery. But um, <laughs> what we've seen come out of that has been, you know, that was spiritual investment. That's really, you know, been an incredible thing for them and our family. The other thing you need to do, I need to motor through this. Who was I kidding when I said that time to Sam? Um, is prepare them. Proverbs 22 verse 6, start children off on the way they should go. And when they're old, they'll not turn from it. We know we've got to give them some practical life skills as well, right? Age appropriate, yes, but teach them how to do things. Don't expect that when they move out, they're going to know how to do everything. <laughs> teach them how to use the washing machine. It's really not that hard. Teach them how to put the bins out. Teach them how to vacuum. If they're not doing something right, give them another go. That's what I say to the boys. Oh, and they're like, oh, it's too hard. I can't do it properly. I go, oh, you must need more practice. Let me give you another opportunity. Don't just do it for them. Teach them how to cook. Teach them how to make good choices. Teach them how to place value on people. Like, there's so much that is a part of life that your parents, as parents, this is your job. It's not the teacher's job. This is your job. Prepare them with spiritual life skills. Encourage them to have their own relationship with God, not just on the back of yours. Teach them how to call on God for themselves, to pray for themselves, to pray for others, to read the Bible, to have a quiet time. Teach them how to prioritise God and carve out some time in their day. You know, we've said to the boys, you know, look, get up a few minutes earlier. Like, set your alarm. We've sort of talked through some of those practical things, you know. Shut your door, go in your room, eat your breakfast in your room if you want to. Like, you talk through some of those things because most adults struggle with this. We can't just expect that everybody just gets it. You see a gift in them, encourage it. Help them to use it. Give them opportunities. One of ours has definitely got a gift of discernment on him. And that's something that I like to sometimes... I will ask for input in something because some of the things that come out of his mouth blow me away. And I kind of go... 
that's discernment. Like, that's something I didn't see it. And he's looked at it in a whole different way. And so there's times where I'll sort of ask for input in a situation because I can see that that gift's on him. You know, teach them about being a godly spouse. You know, they're going to learn that from you. Um, What a great segue. Number three... So we position them, prepare them, and pray for them. And made such a great point before about that spiritual warfare. Um, there's a fight on for our kids. The word says that Satan comes to kill and steal and to destroy. And if you think that I'm getting a little bit dramatic, just have a look at some statistics for anxiety and suicide in children and teens. The suicide rates for 15 to 24-year-olds are at the highest rate in the last 10 years. A third of all deaths of young men are due to suicide. Twice as many 15 to 19-year-old women died by suicide than in 2005. They've increased in children under the age of 14 years. A quarter of women aged 16 to 17 years have self-harmed and it's the biggest killer of young Australians and accounts for more deaths of young people than car accidents. It's not to make you afraid, but it's just to stir you to prayer. Directly after this advice that Paul gives in Ephesians, you know, he's giving these instructions for Christian households, for wives, for husbands, for children obeying their parents, you know, honouring their father and mother, for, for parents and bringing them up in the training and instruction of the word. There's some, some more there on, you know, work, work life and how to be with your boss and vice versa. Straight after that, finally... Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. It straight away goes to some warfare. It goes to prayer. Parenting's not for the faint-hearted. Verse 11, put on the full armour of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Your kids need a champion. They need someone who's got their back, who's a supporter, a protector, an advocate, an encourager. They need to know that you've got their back. Regardless, like Gail said, you know, they need to know that you love them, whatever they're doing. Don't be so busy correcting that you forget to honour and recognise their successes and their growth. We get so caught up sometimes as parents just, you know, telling them what to do and, you know, you've got to fix this, you've got to do that right, all of those things that we forget to sometimes just, just honour them and recognise what they're doing right and what they're doing well. I want you to just take a minute this morning and just have a think about what you can encourage your, your kids with. Because when you go home, I want to give you a little task. And I want you to tell them what they're doing well. Speak out what you see in them. If you see a spiritual gift, tell them. Tell them. 
I think sometimes as parents we get so caught up in the fixing and the just getting things happening, getting dinner on the table, making sure they get to school or on the bus or to sports or whatever else, but that they're doing a great job. Our Jed. He has got the heart of a worshipper. He's a leader. You know, he sits here and he plays his cajon on stage sometimes. And he kind of looks bored, right, sometimes. I know. You're, sometimes you see me going to him because he's, like, doing this with chewing gum and I'm like, swallow it, swallow it. <laughs> but you know why he wants to do it? He says to me, I just want to help people worship God, Mum. I just want to help, like, lead them to worship God. He's got such a heart of a worshipper. He's a leader. He's fiercely loyal and follows after God regardless of what his friends are doing. Tom is discerning. He's a defender. They're all uncomfortable and they're all looking down. (laughs) And he'll fight for injustice. Ethan... He's incredible with young kids and placing value on them and caring for them. He's got an incredible sense, strong sense of family that's uncommon and delightful in kids his age. Look for the good in your kids because they need to hear it from you. They need you to champion them because they're getting from the world that they're not good enough, they're not big enough, they're not strong enough, they're not this, they're not that, and they need to get it from somewhere. They're going to get it from you. Thanks for joining us for the C3 Victory Podcast. We would love to see you at one of our services. To find out more, visit us online at c3victory.org.au or check us out on Facebook or Instagram.